Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. I'm Maria Casillas, and I'm joined here by my incredible co-host, Cody Sizemore. We are here to talk to you about some trends that we're seeing in the coaching practices these days. But before we get into that discussion, I just want to have a moment to ask you to remember that we love connecting with you in our groups. And so we encourage you before you even hear the rest of this show, feel free to come on over to our Facebook group. It is the Financial Coaches Podcast. Uh, no, the Financial Coaches Community by New Money Habits. And we would love to see you there. Uh, and that's it's absolutely free. It's just a really good spot for us to actually discuss some of these trends right there in the group with you. It's growing. It's a thriving community. And we love new people all the time. Okay, Cody, how are you today? Feeling good. Feeling good. good. Very, yeah. very good. I know that you are super, super busy these days. And I thought it would be kind of a really beneficial opportunity for us to talk with our audience today about some of the trends that you are seeing with people who are coming into your coaching practice. I think that I have an idea of what some of these things might be, but I'd like to hear it from you first. And then we can unpack that for our audience. What do you say? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was actually thinking about this. We very, and just for the listeners, we very briefly discussed this, um, right before we hopped on just like, Hey, what do we think we want to talk about? We never really like went into it, but I was thinking about it. And honestly, I think that what I'm seeing more so even over like the last year as compared to before the last mm-hmm. year is that like, there's a new definition of paycheck to paycheck. Hmm. Yeah. Like what I'm seeing is something even more drastic than that, which is essentially just being paycheck to credit card. Oh, and wow. what I mean, yeah. Like what I mean by that is like, you know, paycheck to paycheck means like paycheck comes in, you take care of what you need to. And then, you know, right before the next paycheck comes, you're scratching for, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're basically running off of fumes. Um, but what I've been seeing more and more often is that people aren't even making it to the next paycheck and they need mm-hmm. to rely on the credit cards to pay basic stuff like groceries or, you know, like an electric bill or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. and I see that a lot recently. Um, and you know, I think that there's several reasons for it. Um, but that's basically what I'm seeing. I don't know if you've been seeing the same, but that's what I've been seeing. Yeah, I have. I I honestly hadn't really um, coined the phrase paycheck to credit card like that. And I think that a lot of the things, I wasn't thinking you were actually going to share that, but I was thinking about some of the reasons that that might be the case, because those are the trends I'm seeing. And so I'll bet they kind of go hand in hand. Um, I, I just know that when you talk about things like um, being able to use a credit card for gas and groceries, that is like, yeah, that ma- that makes sense that people would you know want to try to use that. I don't know about where you live, but certain utilities like the uh, electric bill where I live, we're not even allowed to put those on credit cards. And so I think that as people start to um, 
start to like want to try to use a credit card for that and then are turned down, that's when it kind of hits them that, oh no, like I have, I have an actual problem here that I need to fix. And so I really find it interesting that you mentioned that there are things going on this year that even around the same time last year weren't going on. And so what do you think are some of the differences between last year and this year that are creating that, that, oh, oh no moment for people? Yeah, I, I think that it's kind of like, just where we are as like a state of the union kind of thing. Mm. Like, I think that we, there's several things. One, I mean, obviously we're just marketed debt, 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 debt all the time. Um, yeah. But then co- coming out of COVID, uh, I think there's a lot of mindsets, a lot of fears, a lot of behaviors that changed during that period of time that have stuck with people. And um, I also think that, you know, with the student loans coming back into play too, that like people are feeling even more stretched, stretched thin with all of that kind of stuff. Uh, But it's, you know, what's interesting is that like when people reach out to me for help because they're in this kind of position, more often than not, they have room in their actual Mm -hmm. like monthly budget to make things work to pay the things they need to pay and then also make some progress too. But they're just not, they're just not structured in a way that allows that potential to be unlocked. You know, Hmm. I think that's where the financial coaching comes into play Um, Mm -hmm. because no one, I mean, at the end of the day, like no one talks to people about money. That's one thing I hear a lot too with, with uh, a vast majority of the people that I talk to is that, most of them say like, Hey, I was never taught about this stuff. You know, I didn't have any sort of guidance. I have no idea what I'm doing, like that kind of stuff. So I think that all of those things together, you, you, you know, you package all that together, you put a nice little bow on top of it and boom, this is what we have, you know? Okay. I I don't disagree with any of that. With your permission, I'd like to back up just a little bit. You mentioned something very interesting to me. And that was that post COVID, there were some things that took place that a lot of people kind of held on to certain mindsets, etc. And maybe even behaviors. Could you tell me like, what are one or two of those mindsets or behaviors that you're referencing? I have a I have an opinion as well, and I'm curious to see if they are similar. Yeah, I think that it's a mix of a few things. One is that everything got paused or deferred, okay. and it, it kind of set in this whole, like, don't worry about it now, take care of it later mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. And now everything's starting back up to where people need to worry about it, and they need to take care of it, but they're, they're still clinging on to that mindset of like, well, I don't need to worry about it now. I can just take care of it later. And it's starting mm-hmm. to really creep up on them. So mm-hmm. I think that's one thing. Um, another thing is also just like the idea of ease and convenience. You know, like, so with like the delivery options and I mean, you can even take alcohol to go now kind of thing, like, you know, um, mm-hmm. but doing things like an easy way, um, I think, people go after. So they put it on the credit card because it's the easy thing to do rather than, you know, facing the music and trying to like sit down with their finances and and figure it out. But again, that's also creeping up on them now, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there's a a number of things. There's probably a few things I'm missing, but those two things in particular, along with a few other ingredients 
is what's making this recipe of of not good food. Yeah, I I did not think of the second one. And so I'm really glad that you threw that in there because that is one that I 100% agree is creating that sense. It's not just the ease and convenience, it's the immediate gratification. We have mm-hmm. gotten so used to now being able to just, you know, click a button and all of a sudden we have it right where we are. That uh, even when things aren't even good anymore, you know, like my husband just ate out last night and he's like, I wish I should have, I would have just made chicken and pasta at home. I mean, it was really disgusting and it feels gross. And like all of those things, I'm like, yeah, and it costs 10 bucks for you to have that, you know? So there's that understanding now of even if it's not good for us, it seems convenient. And so we're going to do that. So I love that you actually brought that up. I 100% agree with the worry versus not worry. Like, hey, you don't have to worry about this right now. I will say that the terminology I would use, though, just as we're talking about mindset a little bit. I would love for our clients to not have to worry at all. Like that would be great. Right. Uh, you know, so, so rather than uh, putting in their minds that they didn't have to worry before and now it's time to worry, it sure would have been nice if they knew that they could just use that time to plan. And so that way they wouldn't need to be in a worry state right now. Because even if they're coming to us for coaching and, and worry is what's gotten them into our uh, DMs or wherever, that's not really going to serve them for super long for them to just stay in that worry. And so it will be our job to help them get out of that and turn that shift that mindset into more of a planning state. Um, But the other thing I'd like to add, if I may, is this idea that we remember so many of us got quotes, free money. Remember that Uh, when like checks would just show up in the mail randomly and uh, checks. Yeah. yeah, like you'd get like, you know, one for each kid, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that so many people got used to that. But then not just that, but then you also saw people now, surely none of our clients were doing this because there is a, a, a immorality to it. But the idea of like the PPP loans and some of those other things where it was just like, I have access to all this money and I might have to defraud a few people in order to get it, but I'm going to get it. There was all of this just money. It was like, It's like someone opened the window and money just flew out the window and you started, you know, people started collecting it. There was this sense that they didn't have to work for that money anymore, that there, it was just going to come in and that that trickle was never going to stop. And I think now we're seeing it stop. (laughs) So I'd like, like you said earlier, it's kind of like this recipe for disaster for a lot of people. And they're just starting to wake up and say, I want better for myself. And I'm hoping that those are the clients that we're looking at that were that are coming to us, the ones who are saying, I want better for myself, not I just want, you know, I want the old way to continue to to come back. Um, but then to say, I want to do better for myself, for my family, et cetera. Yeah. And then you stack like on uh on top of all that inflation as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, like we can't ignore the student loans. Like they started this month again. Yes. And I've talked to people recently. Uh, like over the last month or so. And they've said, I mean, I, I talked to someone yesterday and they said, Hey, like once this kicks in, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. It's like, like people are really starting to feel it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that all of this is really important. Like these trends to talk about. I think it's really important to talk about because I think there is a silver lining, um, not just for, your everyday person who's just doing life as best as they can, but also us as financial coaches. Um, what I have found is that when people are, are in this like paycheck to credit card kind of cycle, 
most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, they are able to get things figured out and to pay their bills without the credit cards and make progress towards cleaning up what they have going on. Mm -hmm. Um, it's really just about getting them set up with a good system and then also, you know, addressing those mental and emotional sides of, of money as well. And that's where the value of being a financial coach really comes into play. Like if you're able to take someone from just immense amount of stress and anxiety, uh, and, and confusion as well, mm -hmm. and then step in and help them understand and realize and actually like put into practice something that is like, Hey, like, it doesn't have to be this way. We just need to make a few shifts here. It can completely turn around, not just a person's financial situation, but literally their quality of life, mm -hmm. you know, which I think is a massive testament about the value that what we do as financial coaches and why it's so important for us to, you know, step up and stand up for these people and not be afraid to step in with them, not be afraid to share with the world what we're doing and not be afraid to ask people to pay us for it either. Mm -hmm. Even when it mm -hmm. feels like they can't, there is a way, there is a way most of the time. And you know, it's just about finding that way. Mm -hmm. So I think that it, this is like, as much as it sucks for you know, just our population to kind of be feeling this way and going through it. I do think that we as financial coaches are kind of like this beacon of hope that can really help people move through this and get to a higher quality of life. I agree. You know, as you were talking, I couldn't help but picture something. And I'm all about analogies And this. For some reason, this picture this is what popped in for me. Now you being male, probably don't really have this picture coming to your mind. But I have little girls and I also have many necklaces. And those two things don't go super well together. Just throwing that out there because my little girls get into my necklaces and then they jumble them all up into one giant knot. And then I go to wear a necklace and I'm like, oh yeah, that's going to take 15 years to actually unravel. <laughs> When you talked about that, though, I remember that actually I'm really good at unraveling those and all it takes is some time and some patience and some ability to slow down and actually find the point that it begins and start what, right? Just like start to go, oh, we're going to loop this one through here and get through this. And then, oh, there's a dead end there. So now I got to find the next way. And sometimes we have to unhook this in order to make it not you know, do you see what I'm saying with that? And mm -hmm. that's exactly how I picture what you just described. When somebody comes to us with this mess, I really appreciate that you use the word confusion because that's what triggered this for me. It's like they have all of these things going on and it mixed up into one giant mess. And they're like, where do I even start with this? How yeah. do I, how do I, un how do I, do I start with student loans? Do I start with like not using the credit cards anymore? Do I start specifically with a budget? Where do I start with all of that? And as coaches, that is what we are able to help them do. And it sounds so easy because like, as you hear that everyone's going, yeah, I mean, I've had to untangle, you know, a bunch of necklaces before, but I can tell you, I know many, many people who would have more, they would much rather throw the entire group of necklaces away, despite how much value there might be there, 
than to actually have to untangle the whole thing. And so sometimes it just takes the ability to have that patience and the know-how and the willingness to help someone do that. And so that's what I really appreciate about not just you, Cody, but all of the people who are in our group who are saying, yeah, this is what I'm willing to show up and do for these individuals. Well, there's definitely a place for it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I think that people need what we do now more than ever, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll say it, I'm relatively young. Okay. So I haven't <laughs> been around forever, but, <laughs> but, you know, I've been around long enough and I, and I, and I've seen the ups and the downs and um, I'll tell you, I think that now is like probably one of the lowest lows that I've seen in, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a level of responsibility, but also duty for us to consistently put ourselves out there because like, it's bigger than us, you know, like mm-hmm. this is about forging our communities. And if we can forge those communities into something that's great, then we can forge our states and then our country into something that's awesome. Like, but it starts with the individual, like it doesn't start with the government or anything like that. Like it starts with the individual and maybe it starts with you listening to this right now to where you are the individual who is starting it. And then you're working with more individuals who's starting their own, you know, net or uh, web of impact from there. Like I just talked to a client today. I wrapped up with them. Um, I completed my coaching with them and they said, Hey, like I can't wait to share this with other people who I know are really, really hurting. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a perfect example of creating a legacy. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's really all about. So we need to unapologetically show up for these people and show up for ourselves and show up for our clients so that we can break this paycheck to credit card kind of lifestyle that so many people are living in, get back to paycheck to paycheck and then break that too. You know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that it's not just something that we would like to do. I think that if you're listening to this and you're thinking about stepping into coaching, I think it's something that if you have a skill set, if you have a gift, if you have a vision, it's a duty. It's a duty for you to step up and do this. And, you know, I just, I just, I just wanted to say that. Um, but it's, it's confusing as to where to start sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what I will say, just like it's confusing for our clients, where they're like, where do I even begin of untangling this necklace of, of finances? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's the same case for coaches themselves towards like, where do I even begin to get started being a financial coach? Um, and what I will say is that I've been working pretty closely with the, with the new money habits team on figuring out a way to really bring a lot of clarity to that question for you. So I'm going to dangle a, a carrot for now. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. And just let you know, like, hey, like something's coming down the pipeline that's really going to help you step up here and not just make your dreams come reality with helping people, but also helping people's dreams become reality, too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to just reiterate what you said, and I won't say it as well as you did, so I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to because I, I so strongly believe in it. If you have this skill set and you feel in any way called to do it. I love the fact that you said it's your duty to do that. And it, it is bigger than us. And um, 
you know, we're, we're about to see some real change take place at the micro level for sure. And that, that could absolutely become something at a more macro level. Um, but the macro level seems to be what got us in this mess in the first place. <laughs> and, and so I'm thrilled to know that not just you, Cody, but our listeners and, and myself included, that we are all in this uh, and we're in it for the long run, long run, long haul, whichever one of those words wants to come out at the long moment. Um, that, and so I'm, I'm really appreciate that you said that. Yeah, of course. All righty. Well, good conversation. Yeah, thank Talked you for some trends, sharing that. Some things to step up on, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it was fun today. Um, we appreciate you listening in every week. Uh, we know that we have those listeners who do tune in every week. We call you our every weekers. We really, really appreciate you. Um, and if it's your if it's your first time checking this out, hey, we appreciate you just as much as well. And we hope that you check out the next episode next week. And we got some good stuff to talk to you about then, or about, we have some good stuff to talk to you about <laughs> at that time as well. There you it's go. in the air. <laughs> yeah, it is. Something weird is happening. So we're going to end this before we start stumbling on more words. So thanks, guys. Have <laughs> you a guys great take- week, you guys. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.